yesterday we we recorded and we weren't actually looking at each other. And for me, it, that that's like that's like we're getting into radio land. Let's get a studio. Here, you, here, you guy, you go into that booth, then we can you know double track you. Or is it like having sex through one of those holes in a toilet wall? Yeah. When did you last do that? <laughs> What do they call them? Glory holes. The glory hole. Man, the glory hole. Yeah, I've never done that. I've never done I've it. Done some stupid things in my life. That's that. fucking stupid because someone could just not lop your knob off on the other side, and what could you do? I thought what you could do. <laughs> Shat scream. Is you could put could cut one of those holes in, and when someone puts their knob through, mm -hmm. you could be ready with a couple of cable ties and just <laughs> whip the cable ties on, and then just run off. What do you mean put the cable ties? What are you attaching it to? Their knob. But, but why do you want to put cable ties on the guys? Because when the knob comes through, you just put cable ties on it really quick. And then... And, 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 and then what? And then run away. And, what, and they can't pull the knob they back They can't pull their knob back through because it's cable tied. OK, right. <laughs> OK, that's what I'm that, Is that evil? Uh, no, definitely not evil. Definitely not evil. It's, it's, it says something interesting about you, Paul. It's, it's raising some issues here, which maybe Dr Kenaway should, uh, you should... You should give a few words to me. I about. have another bad thing about being in what, toilet cubicles, yeah. which is really bad, and I've had it for years, and I've just about got over it now, which is when you sit down on the loo in a mm. toilet cubicle mm. and you look up, you know that the, the, the doorknob yes. is exactly at forehead height, right? Yeah. And for years and years and years, I had to kind of, like, if I was doing something in there, I had to kind of curl up a little bit or go to one side, because I had this... It used to happen, like, doom, 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 over again. I used to imagine that someone came to the door and kicked the door really hard and the doorknob flew straight into my forehead and, and concussed me. And I had, I had this pathological fear of it. Why is that, Dr <coughs> Kenaway? I wonder what... I guess you, you, you just brought up in a, in a more violent sort of place than I was because I've never, I've never ever seen a door kicked in my whole life. Have you not? No. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I, well, I just don't feel threatened as I walk around. In fact, if anything, I have a, a, a dangerously sort of benevolent view of the world. And I think that I am invulnerable and I can go into places... Sometimes I think... <coughs> other, well, I know that other people would say that's a bit inadvisable to do that. But I just feel a bit protected, whereas you feel vulnerable. You feel you're under attack. But your, your character, I can see, would, would uh, attract that kind of behaviour. Someone knew you were in there. I could well believe it happening. Your only hope is that they don't know which one you're in. <laughs> Guy, it only has to happen once. And all of this fragile construct, this what, this misapprehension that you're labouring under, will come crashing down around your ears. Yeah. It is like one of those things that they make in prison out of matches, but without the glue. The world is a violent and 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 unforgiving place. Oh, I find it such a kind place. I find so much kindness everywhere. And uh, violence, I hardly ever see it. I've only really ever seen one dead person in my whole life, and I'm 61 years old. And that happened about three or four years ago. Right. I, you know, I, I, and, I've, and I've never... Well, we, we often talk... We end up talking about fights. You've stopped fighting, Paul, but um, you were a very fighty person. And since you've come to the country, you... In fact, the, 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 I remember you coming here. It was, it was a celebratory day in Glastonbury. So was it Sawain or was it It was It was Sawain, yeah. Was it Sawain? And you came dressed as a crusading knight? No, I had a black cloak on. 
No, didn't you have something else stupid underneath? Eleanor like had, Eleanor had a, a Crusaders cross, cross on hers. A, a cross across St John, yeah. Mm. That's it. I mean, you very nearly got into a fight. Have we discussed the fight? I don't know. No, anyway, so. Paul acted like, well, so out of character because he's a, a, a man of words, as, as anyone listening to this will know, and seems very curly and cuddleable, cuddlyable and sweet. And, and I would have thought safe for me to go about my business with. But somehow, in this hippie pub in Glastonbury, on Sawain, a more unlikely place and time for a fight, for violence, you'd be hard to think of. Paul managed to get into a kind of fight, and he, we went out onto the street, and you flicked your cloak off behind you, and stood there, and you went, come on, and sort of goaded and challenged this guy. And... I didn't know you. No, he was well. shouting that at me. I was there, Paul. I decided not. I, I was, was, put, there, was not Paul. putting up with he it. He was not. He was not. You were goading him. He 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 reacted. It's true. I remember his. I remember seeing his kids. I was so shocked. Such an unusual situation. His kids go, Dad, no, Dad, not again, not again, Dad. There you it, go. That says it all. He was the fighter, not me. Well, not again, the Dad. Is, the th just like junkies. Or sex addicts, the two of you had recognised it across the pub that you were both. It, that he was actually having a go at you two like when we arrived. Yeah, he was having a go at me, but to me, just water off a duck's back. Well, what I wanted to say is, <laughs> do you want to tell me why you think you don't fight so much now? I don't understand the question. Well, why is it that you're not so fighting now? I don't fight. I have not. I'm not a fighter. People have attacked me in the past, and I've defended myself. Right. That's all. Mm -hmm. I don't instigate fights. I never have. Okay. You instigated that one. Anyway, let's, let's, that's let's, just let's, not let's, even true. I was fucking fair. He was. Fucking Why am I going to lie? He, he followed me out of the pub and was squaring up to me. When and someone follows you out of the pub, you smile and you just walk on by. If you don't, you're instigated. He was being it. held back by his relatives. <laughs> And he was screaming and shouting, and that's why I dropped my robe, because if he, I thought, if he jumps me and I've got this on, I've got no chance, I can't get a punch in. It was, it was like a Quentin Tarantino when you flung your rope off, your robe off, rather. <laughs> and he said, come on, then. And we were, like, we're in a hippie pub in Glastonbury, and you're treating it like Leeds Town Centre at 2am. It's like, it's so out of place, and the whole thing is so bizarre. Anyway, I led you away, and... Uh, I did think, I did think then, you know that Paul Fryer, I'm not certain I can be his friend. <laughs> I definitely thought that. Did you? Yeah, I definitely did. I thought, I, can't, I don't want to go out with people I get into fights with. That's just a red line for me. Because you're scared? Yes. Oh, God, you don't have to be scared when you're out with me. You don't, it's not Paul... I'll get them for you. And, <laughs> and it's not a matter of, of to, to be, it's not a matter of to be, uh, you know, to, to be sympathetic about being scared. I am not it's, fighting. It's, 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 a, it's right to be scared in I, a scary situation. I'm What's not, wrong is if, if you're not. scared when you're just walking through a park. I'm not fighting. Then fight. it's poor guy. But I'm, I'm not, not scared fighting. Okay, fine. When, you just said it anyway. What did you say? You said, how come you, you're not fighty anymore? You do seem to be a bit less fighty. Because I'm not fighty anyway. Okay, right. You know, I'm a lover, not a fighter. That's, I don't, that's what people say, and I really am. You're fucking both. I'm not. I don't... I don't I will and fight. Why, why has to be one or the other anyway? One, one has to be prepared to fight if it's necessary. But one also has to bear in mind that if it can be avoided, it must be avoided. That is what I live well, by. let me tell you something categorically. <laughs> that thing that we went through on that night at the Jordan Pilgrim could be avoided <laughs> so easily. So that your, your, your little dictum, if, if it can be avoided, it should be avoided. Don't, don't refer actually... to it as my little dictum. <laughs> 
is a total bollocks when it comes to your behaviour. Don't, re- don't talk about it as a little dictum. Well, that's what it is. Because that's it's just... just so, pure bullshit. Uh, you know, and I Irish, you, you're, It's your Irish you uh, both, nonsense. You know, and I know. You're never a fighter. It's so... What? To, to romanticise violence like that is, I find, despicable. And it's a red line. If you ever hit me on this podcast, that's it. Over. <laughs> Come here. <laughs> I promise you, Paul, I'm not doing this if you hit me. I'm putting up no defence. Well, I'm going to make it a good one, then. (laughs) (laughs) Ow! Look, that didn't hurt, did it? No, it didn't hurt. But this, look at that, it's horse bite. (laughs) Well, what about... All right, then, because you're a big fan, aren't you, of Papa Hemingway? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was a street-fighting man. He doesn't strike me as that kind of man. Well, he was, I'm afraid. Duke... Dukem. Yeah, he'd like to... He'd get amongst. He liked to mix it up. Right. Yeah. So. Well, I don't think it's a. You've, you've got. Tr- you've got very. Me. You're very double standarded. Uh, standardised. Yes, because I'm a hypocrite. I've oh. never explained that to you. <laughs> no, obviously not effectively. I don't believe you. I'm not a hypocrite. I don't believe you when you say things like that. <laughs> Trust me, I am a hypocrite, and uh, it's perfectly okay to, to, to abhor all fighters but love uh, Ernest Hemingway. So can I also say one thing to you then? How, what would it take for you to actually fight back? Nothing. Oh, well, I mean, obviously, the, the, some hypothetical situation could definitely be devised in which I would fight back. There but you go. I would, I, I, it would be quite hard to find it because I would always feel that there's more to be gained by not fighting. Have you ever heard of someone called Mahatma Gandhi? Does he ring a bell at all? Presumably he doesn't get anywhere near your consciousness. Jesus Christ. He's the kind of fucking weakling that gets nothing done. <laughs> isn't he? Because <laughs> he didn't... He, if he only had put his fists up... How many died? That was nothing to do with him. It was nothing to do with him? No, that was to do with the... That, that was... It was he who said we must not partition. It, the reason Mahatma Gandhi is not the first president of India was because of the partition. He said, if you partition Pakistan and India, I will not be the leader. Well, he was right about that, wasn't he? He was totally right. And well, say, who knows what would have happened if it is if it was one country. But that was a, in no, fact. In fact, considering it was a sectarian decision, though, wasn't it? Well, because the Pakistanis said we're not. They said we're not going into the parliament, mm. and and uh, because the Pakistanis naturally were scared that they would always be in a minority yeah. in Northern Ireland on a very 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 large scale, mm. and so. It was really the you know it was the Brits totally who, uh, who who said right okay we better have Muslims to the left and Hindus to the right, but who knows if that hadn't been put in, uh, they would still have had a Hindu. They, just they would have had a Hindu leader in Gandhi. They would never have accepted it. Well, that was it, and he said, "You can trust me. I'll look after you all." And he and he had a good he had a good record on on, on being yeah, an extremely then, good man. But we know that there would have been trouble. Yeah, I eventually, was, like when like when what's his name died in Yugoslavia. Look what happened there. He held it together. One man. What's his name? Oh, he was Tito. Really? Tito, yeah. Marshal Tito. And then when he, he, he held that it, American um, first name. I know. Wasn't that his rank? Oh. <laughs> 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 Hi. Mm-hmm. Anyway, what's your point? So violence never gets you anywhere. Well, is that your point? Are you really saying that? That is ridiculous. No, 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 hold just... Ridiculous. Will you just back off? I mean, what a statement. Just, just slow down and let me just think about it. I can't think of... 
I can't think of any time when, no, it, well, let, when let's, it would improve. Then why are you stopping at nuclear weapons? Let's just disband the army. We obviously don't need it. Well, I, I would be on for that. As long as we put... And, and then put all the money into... Not into health, into education. So, in other I'd words, ha- you would I'd be ha- up I'd for... Have, I'd have put all that money into Completely the dismantling all the security forces. Yes. All of them. Yes. Police as well? No. Oh, so we need I'd, the police. I'd beef up the police, yeah. So what about them? Shall we take their truncheons away from them? And their tasers? And their pepper spray? Because they're all pretty violent things, yeah, aren't they? Yeah, well, I think that we're, we're, allowed, we're allowed that violence. Oh! Yeah, I think we're allowed oh. that violence. So if somebody else is doing the violence for you on your behalf, you're allowed to overlook that, then? Yeah, I mean, I think that a really good policeman probably doesn't use violence very much, and I think a bad policeman probably uses violence quite a lot. But I think a really good policeman allows the uniform and his integrity and his... And, well, the fact that he's, he's making a good judgement on the spot give him so much power that people do whatever he And what said. about the middling policeman, which is where most of them are? Yeah, well, I th- I'm sure that they, that they, you know, that they, that they don't behave very well. But, but there, are, there are also psychopathic people around. I don't think they're psychopathic countries, but I think there are psychopathic people. And, you know, they murder children and have sex with children and things like that, and they have to be restrained. You know, that's, but that's, that's not really... We're not really talking... That's a kind of an extreme or, argument. Or killed. Yeah, and also... What's this, anyway, the fucking moral maze? Yeah. Why are we discussing this? Because we started with the pub fight with you, and we're now... We're yeah, now well, you brought this up, you see. You brought violence into our world, OK? Yeah. Trying to make me out to be violent, and now you've brought all this violence in. Yeah. I'm not violent. I'm not a violent person. Oh. Yeah. So... To go on from there, then, do you think, like, you know, when the hippies and everything and they had that summer of love and they said, you know, what we can do now is we can spread the idea of love and put flowers down the end of the gun barrels and turn our swords into plowshares and all we have to do is communicate with each other properly and the world will become like a paradise, like on Star Trek when they beam down to the planet's surface and they're all wearing robes and live in a giant library. Do you think that's possible? No, well, I think I think I think humans are just too turbulent to to live to you know to live in a giant library dressed in robes. You know, so, someone will start kicking off and making trouble. So you have to allow for a bit of turbulence. But I think that if you arm them, the turbulence is bound to get you know more extreme. And you know, it's great that our police don't have don't have guns. It's really good. I think if they had guns, they'd be, it would just be much more violent in our society. You see, a, you see a lot more policemen around with guns now. You do actually, yeah, you do. A lot more. Yeah. I mean, now I'm not even surprised when I see a copper with a pistol on yeah, his side. Yeah. And ten years ago, even it, it was, was unusual. really unusual. Yeah, yeah. I don't think they want. I don't think they want him. My nephew's a, a, a copper, mm. and he, he was he was put up to go on the firearms course. He said, "I don't want to do it actually." What about what about tasers, guy? Do you think you? I've never seen one. I, they don't look nice, though. I had a tennis racket uh, in France, with, which had an electric grid on it, which was a fly swat, and it went when a, or a, or a wasp thing. Have you ever seen them? Yeah. They're plastic, and yes. they have a. They must have some. Is it a capacitator? The thing that that, that take, makes a it's battery. Just a high voltage into, transformer into, in the handle. Into, yeah. And this thing. If you got it on a flight, actually smoke would come, and the smoke would come up. Yeah, but have you looked closely at what it does to them? It, it, it fries them. It burns them alive. Yeah, it frazzles them, yeah. Yeah. 
And I was using it on my nephew, actually, and made him jump across the room. <laughs> I've got a pen somewhere where you click the end of it, it gives you an electric shock. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a hoot. Because you can make a taser really easily. Out of a toaster? No, out of a, a, a capacitor and a, and a small high-voltage generator. And you just charge up the capacitor, and then when you touch the two terminals on you, it gives you a big, big shock. It discharges all at once. So it has to actually touch you, does it? Yeah. It's funny, for some reason, I, I, I understand that, but I was under the impression that I saw them being given from a bit of a distance. And they fire it at you. Yeah. Well, what happens then is two, it fires two prongs right. with wires on them. OK, right, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. 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 Mm. yeah, yeah. And then you go... <laughs> and it lets... It really does... It can stop your heart. Yeah. Have you noticed the proliferation of these um, do-it-yourself um, heart start kits which have arrived around the place? Do-it-yourself defibrillators. What a defibrillator I, is. I live in a, on a, in a really, really rural area and on my road there are three defibrillator stations on one road. I've noticed them as well. It's stupid, isn't it? Fucking it's stupid. Fear. It's fear. How much money is that costing? And it's just fear. And what, what's, what's going to happen if some old lady just passes out and then they get the defibrillator on her and kill her with it because they don't know what they're doing? Because if, you, if, you, if your heart's already going and you use it, it can stop your heart. What is, is, what is it? It's like a taser. And you just mount it on your chest? Just basically, you, when someone's lying on the floor, you bare their chest and you put the... It's that thing where they have the paddles and they go, clear, boom. What are they saying clear about? Get everyone off the body, because if you're touching it, then you will get a shock from it and it can stop your heart. This is the thing, it, it only works to start someone's heart up again if it's actually stopped in the first place. So if you misjudge the fact that that person's heart has stopped and hit them with it, it could kill them. Yeah, it's a specialist piece of equipment. It's fucking ridiculous. It's just been put around everywhere. Yeah. Defibril your nearest defibrillator spot. Yeah. Oh, I think I'm having a heart attack. I'll just get my defibrillator map out and find out where the... And apparently this is because they can't get to you in time. I'd like to know which company made those defibrillators. Absolutely, absolutely. and then got it into the rule, council rules and regs that you have to have a defibrillator every 25 yards. Yeah, I mean, yeah. how much money are they making out of that? Yeah, yeah, and how many of them are used? It's just, it's always... It's a total scam, isn't it? Fucking scam. It's like, it reminds me of those things that you see periodically. Like those, do you remember those telephone kiosks that appeared for a while that had a blue M on them? They, they didn't have an enclosure, they were just kind of out in the open and they, they proliferated everywhere. And then you started seeing them with the tops torn off and they were all broken up because they were already in the, in the backwash of the, of the wave when they were produced and so they didn't last very long. By the, by the good old Brits, as a, as a sort of, you know, men literally use, still literally using a drawing board. <laughs> <laughs> we spend most of the time going back to it, yeah, yeah. But, the, uh, but I think it's going to be like that, those defibrillators. I'm amazed no-one's nicking them. There's a slight, I think, it's a bit like, well, it's a bit like vandalising a pelican crossing or something, you know, it's, it's, it's not a good thing to do. But I just think it's a matter of time before um, the more enterprising members of the community realise the resource that's there. Yeah, but so what could you use it for? For cooking? Uh, no, just for electrocuting animals with... Or, or Why would you want to electrocute animals? To uh, to kill them. Right. Oh, actually, I want to kill my sheep. Burglar alarm. You could use it as a burglar defence unit. Right, right. Wire it up to the door, 
So when anyone tries to come in through the door, they get a nasty jolt off this it. This could go badly wrong. Well, they're there. As this with, is the as thing. With, as with most. Guy, these security. things are all over. And they're in a cupboard. And you can open a cupboard and pull this thing out. And if I walked up to you and zapped you with it, it might well kill you. It's health and safety gone mad. Yeah, yes, it is. It's health and safety gone mad. Mm. <laughs> but soon it won't matter because we're going to be... Uh, Elon Musk has created an interface now, he says which allows you to connect your brain to a laptop. Because he said that the, the that what we need to do now is cyborg ourselves, because if we don't cyborg ourselves, the AI will overtake us and destroy us. So the only way we can actually stop the AI from superseding us and phasing us out, just like these the, the old technology we were talking about, so we become a cybernetic organism and we become... We live in 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 a um, symbiosis with the with the AI. Mm. What about we just leave the phone at home and go for a walk? Well, what, what about we just don't? Give, what was Elon Musk going to do to stop me doing? Because the AI is going to change it all. What to stop me having a walk? How's it going to do that? You won't even know if you're walking anywhere real or not. Bollocks! I haven't got any any, any electronic equipment. It will me. fuck you over. It'll find a way of getting in, and it will project something, and you won't even know if what you're looking at is real. No, Paul, this is psychotic. Like it's true. It's not. Guy, it's called augmented reality. Well, I, t I, you know, I take the plug out, whatever I've got, he's put into my head. What have you got there? What's there? How many of these have you got lying around? How many phones have you got? What, I, what, are what you what's going on in here? What's all this here? This is all Wi-Fi broadcasting across the air. Do you know how, do you know what's going on with that? Yeah, it's a printer, it's fucking useless. No, but, no, the Wi-Fi system, the, it's... You are connected here in this house mm -hmm. and you've got machines that can observe you and listen to you in every room. Yeah, but still, I just think you underestimate the, the power of the simple life and just, you know, how easy it is to get away from all that. This is the man whose phone's buzzing all the time and who's just spent it's half so the morning easy. checking how many people are watching, listening to the podcast. Oh, God, after this one, probably... I mean, how do you think we get, we get the podcast to people anyway? Mr. Simple Life. Yeah, but we don't take over their lives and uh, and and turn them into robots. They're just human beings. We're just part of it, guy. We're just cogs in a wheel. <laughs> You're not. There's going to be soon. What will happen is it could happen that the AI gets really clever and starts to eliminate people and just make models of them. You know. You can't eliminate me, Paul. It could eliminate you, guy. How could it eliminate me? You would then say... By what? driving say... an automated Tesla car into you when okay. you're coming out of Waitrose. OK. <laughs> By... So, so then someone would say, these Tesla's cars, they're dangerous. Unplug the lot of them. Just unplug the lot of them. Okay? But what if the AI won't unplug them? You just go round with a knife and you knife their tyres. Have you right? not seen Demon Seed when that computer gets Julie Christie up it's the a, duff and it won't let her out of the house and she has some mechanical uh, baby? It's, it's, to me, it's just an adolescent fantasy about, about your Musk's... mother's... About your, he, he, look at Elon Musk. Know. Are you really going to take advice from that man? About, he, he invented PayPal. That's the level of intellect that you're dealing with here. A man who invented an accountancy system. It's what he is. And then he's just a little boy with a lot of money and all his 
all his fantasies are so are so like they come from a little a, a room upstairs with music coming behind the door. You know what I mean? Going, <laughs> he was even smoking pot on the telly the other day, wasn't he? He is a bit of a dick, isn't he? Yeah, of course. Elon, if you're listening to this, mate, don't be a dick. Mm. I bet you Elon's listening to this now. Don't you? Well, I wouldn't. Not very much money. No. Just be honest with you. Anyway, Elon, guy says you're a dick. Mm -hmm. No, I don't. I can say you're a little adolescent boy and his warnings about the future are not to be taken seriously. For, 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 for interpretation and for insights into the human character and future, you do not go to the man who invented PayPal. You go to, you know... Yeah. I'd rather hear Saul Bellow, although he's dead, on, on where he thinks we're going than on the bloke who invented an accounting system. Well, there you go, you see, because if Elon has his way, people like Saul Bellow will never die. We'll upload them into the, into the cloud machine and they will be there for, for all eternity for you to communicate with. They won't. That's not Saul Bellow. That's Elon Musk's infantile little version of Saul Bellow. Sim. But Elon Musk isn't fit to tie the laces on the, on the boots of wherever. Elon, Elon Musk taking over the world. Elon he Musk wears slip... He wears, sli he wears slip-ons. Or on his feet. Oh, yeah. right, yeah. yeah. OK. So he didn't have to have anyone tying his boot laces. No, but you, you feel like he probably can't fully dress himself. But anyway... It, what about him saying that that bloke who went down the mine was a pedo? Yeah, well, that was... You just... You, uh, it was hard to see in that situation a, a, a less creative thing to say. It's, you know, it was so horrible. And, you know, it's not true, because I'm sure if it's true, Elon Musk's man would have had the evidence by now. It would have been all over the yeah, papers. Of because he must have said to it, little, go and find, dig it up and find it. So, it's, uh, to my mind, it's very unlikely to be true. What I find bizarre is he's expecting us all to go to fucking Mars, right? What? Mars, right, is a bit like... It's a bit like landing in, in, in the middle of the Arizona desert, except there's nothing alive there at all and there's no air. Well, exactly. And what the fuck are you going to do when you get there? Yeah. It's like, why would you want to go there? Have sex with Elon Musk and start the new Meister race. Yeah. yeah. In a vacuum. Anyway, it's just a, it's a ridiculous notion, isn't it? He's a bit like... It, there's lots of characters in Philip K. Dick novels who are like him that even have that kind of name. It's like a recurring theme when there's one guy at the head of this corporation who's responsible for all this. And I can't help thinking that Elon Musk has kind of modelled himself on that. Yes, he does look like it, doesn't he? Yeah. The Tyrrell Corporation. Yeah, that kind of thing. He's South African, isn't he? Is he? Yeah. That's his... Born in South Africa. That's his excuse for being called Elon Musk. And then he went to live in America. Yeah. Dean. Mm. I don't like it. I don't like his cars. The thing about his cars is they go really fast, but you get in one and it's not a nice place to be. It's plasticky, it's tacky, it smells funny. I, I just don't like them. All right, so it goes from 0 to 60 in two seconds, but they're not. it's not a nice place to sit. Mm. I don't like them. I don't want one. Are they around? Oh, oh yeah, you, you'll be surprised. But they're so vanilla, you wouldn't notice them. Right. They look so... There's something fundamentally boring about them. Yeah. Like you say, it's, it's the guy who invented PayPal. Yeah. I, I can't see it. And what's all this about landing on Mars next year? I mean, 
for, quite apart from why bother, the other thing is, really? And he's, he's, he thinks he's going to get loads of volunteers to go. Because he's not going to go. Mm. Well, I'm sure he won't get any volunteers if he does. Yeah, probably not, no. You're on your own, you know. But, um, you know, well, should we should... You know. And, you know, when you think about people in the past like him, who did we have? We had people like... Um, the guy who invented the spruce goose, what was his name? Howard Hughes. Howard Hughes. He was like a... He was a bit of everything, wasn't he? Yeah. He, he was did. a film producer and he was a... He invented the bra. Yeah. Not the bra, but he invented, I think, the, the wire strong bra. Yeah. And he, um, and he was a, 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 a very respected journalist, wasn't he? In, wasn't he? In the early days. Yeah. And, and then... And then he, ended, he, he, he was very instrumental in Las Vegas. He, he had bought a lot of Las Vegas. And I remember then, and when they were at Los Alamos, they were doing the nuclear testing. <laughs> he, uh, he wrote to Nixon and said, I think you should move your uh, nuclear test, not Nixon, uh, whoever it was. Eisenhower. Eisenhower. I think you should move your nuclear testing because it's a bit close to where I bought all this property. And I, I suggest you move it. And uh, he's, and uh, Eisenhower wrote back and said, don't worry about the thing about nuclear, is that it's totally safe and that we're far enough apart and it, you know, n nothing will go wrong at all. And he wrote back, and I've seen this letter, I can't remember where I saw it, where he goes, imagine a steak on a plate and, and some fries <laughs> and right next to it is a large human turd. <laughs> <laughs> But not touching. But not touching. <laughs> how, how much would you want to eat that steak and chips? Right. Move the your, Move your fucking <laughs> nuclear shit somewhere else. Yeah. Uh, they didn't, though, did I they? I don't know if they did. I no, they didn't. Is it they, close to Las Vegas? It's really it? close. The, right. the most bombed place <laughs> in the world, the most nuclear devastated place in the world, is right next to Las Vegas in the desert. And it's still, you can't go outside. And if you